0: Okay, so this past weekend uh, in Detroit, uh, comedian Monique and DL Hughley both headlined a stand up comedy event, but it got pretty ugly on stage with uh, Monique calling DL a bitch ass N word. So, yeah, it got pretty heated. Um, let's get into it and then do the brand breakdown on this episode of the Brand Hustle Podcast. Welcome to the Brand and Hustle Podcast, the no fluff, no bull broadcast for busy entrepreneurs who need fast, effective business strategies. Get ready to build your business, your brand and your bank account with master brand coach Jay Stone. Listen, listen, what to do, what to do So let me go ahead and tell you Normally my podcasts are under 10 minutes But today, it's going to be a little bit longer So buckle up uh, We've got a lot to unpack So if you're not familiar uh, Monique is African-American comedian uh, She's famous for Queens of Comedy Also hosted a lot of shows uh, uh Award shows, but probably she's most known for her Oscar winning performance in Precious. And so, um, Precious is the Lee Daniels film starring Gabourey Sidibe and Monique. Okay, so that's really her household name kind of claim to fame. Also, there are uh, DL. Hughley. D.L. Hughley is also a very popular comedian in the African American community. Claim to fame, uh, Kings of Comedy. Um, he's also, he also had a hit television show and right now has a very, very popular radio show and pretty popular as a radio commentator. Okay, that being said, these two know each other from way back on the stand up comedy circuit. Uh you know and they've been around since you know probably the late 80s early 90s um they're probably both 50ish and so they've been around and these are technically the comedy OGs in the African American community So apparently over the weekend they both performed um, at this stand-up comedy event in Detroit and they were both contracted as the headliner. They're both contracted as the headliner. And um, apparently at some point, uh, the headliner has to do with, you know, it's the last person to perform, the highest paid performer. Also, um, they get right of refusal for who else gets to perform, you know, during the same set. Okay. So they were both contracted according to each of them as the headliner last to close. So at some point, um, Monique has to go on stage before DL Hughley, which is technically, you know, I guess a slight because it means you're the opener, right? You're not the funniest mofo, you know, the, the one that everybody came to see. Okay, so. Monique goes on and for the first 10 minutes of her set, 10 minutes, she goes in and totally rails DL. Um, she was like, basically, y'all don't know what I had to do to be here in front of y'all tonight. This is why I love my people. We got to fight. I got to fight just to be here. And she was very vulgar. You know, a B had to fight to be here. Y'all don't understand. Uh, the I was Contracted to be the headliner, and this B A N, bitch ass N word, you know, said he wasn't going to come on stage. DL, he said he wasn't going to come on stage if I was the headliner. So, this is what I got to deal with. And then she goes on again. This rant was like 10 minutes with, you know, what does the DL stand for? Who you been in over for? You a coon? Um, How does your wife. You know, she used more vulgar words, you know, perform oral sex on you and you uh, are B-A-N. I mean, it was so vulgar and so aggressive. Everything was aggressive. Everything was vulgar. Everything was over the top. It was just and listen, I'm a person who has a lot of tolerance for profanity. And, you know, I'm all about a good read. This went beyond a read. This was personal. It was belligerent. It was aggressive. And she didn't just stop with what she had to say about DL. She also talked about she called Oprah and Steve Harvey and Tyler Perry Coons. Right. I mean, she really went off. It it was almost it was definitely unsettling, but almost seemed like a person that was unstable. But what you could really see is that there was this visceral anger. So go to YouTube, you know, look it up. And look at this video. I want to know what you think. Okay. In the meantime, I think D.L. comes out, doesn't address the issue at all because I think he doesn't know what happened. And he says, you know, uh, in a later interview that he did not see or talk to Monique before, during or after. Okay. And then Monique, you know, so so D.L.'s response after he's been told or after he's heard you know, everything that she has said is to basically post something on Instagram saying, hey, if you want to know who the headliner was, just check the order on the ticket stubs. Um and and even if you see the promo flyer, you can clearly see that DL's photo is a lot larger and his name is first. Now if you know anything about the entertainment industry, you've been to shows, comedy shows, concerts, you know, uh the headliner Is always listed first. Their images are technically usually bigger, and it'll say ABC person and whoever else the other people are. Or it'll say starring whomever and featuring, you know, the lower billed person. Okay. And as a person who's worked, you know, with, you know, in graphics and things like that for a long time, the headliner usually has more visibility on all the artwork. Okay, so what DL is saying seems to be what the promoters have agreed to with DL. Okay, now Monique comes back on her Instagram. I told y'all guys, it's so much to unpack. So sit tight because you got to understand all the moving pieces of this sucker. Okay, so Monique comes to her and she's like, Hey, forget the ticket studs. What does the contract say? And she posts an image of her contract, which is apparently drawn up by her management company, which of course is run by her husband. Okay, and her contract has signatures on it. Okay, and she's like, And so in response to that, DL posts a deal memo. Okay. And uh, a deal memo is basically a summary of what the contract says. Um, And the deal memo is from his management company, who is a very reputable management company in the industry that, you know, very recognized name for people who know entertainment. So, you know, Monique's husband's management company. I ain't trying to throw no shade. I'm just, you know, painting a picture. Monique's husband's management company versus this credible management company. Contract versus deal memo. So Monique said, Hey, you posting a deal memo. That is not a signed contract. Okay. Uh, Monique also, with the contract, on her, there's a carousel or a slider where you can actually see. Um, Initially, there is a run of show, technically, that says, you know, it, it shows her last, you know, in the lineup. But and then you scroll a couple of more. There's an updated run of show that shows DL Hughley last. OK, so at some point, Monique knew before she went on the show. OK, she knew that DL was billed last as the headliner and closer. OK, that's what she knew. OK. Um, and so this is the back and forth. So Monique comes back and says some other stuff and uh, on her Instagram, but here's where the it got hit out of the ballpark. D.L. goes on his radio show and it's also videotaped. So there's this, if you go to YouTube, you can find the video of where D.L. for the first time really gives his side of the story. So Monique had her 10 minutes, her 10 minute rant, D.L. comes back. And I will say D.L. gave more of a read where, you know, Monique was kind of in the gutter with it. Okay, she was gutter, gully, as they say. And DL says, Hey, here here are the problems that I have. First of all, you know, contract, deal memo, your contract is a contract from your husband. So if you were supposed to be headliner and then you weren't, you need to just kind of take that up, right? Take that up with your people. Okay. Um, and even if the deal, mem- we both had the same contract and it said the same thing. You were supposed to close. Why are you coming after me when you could go out the promoter, right? You're, 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 sue the promoter if your contract was in breach. Talk to your management company if the contract was in breach. Why are you coming after me, right? Then he talks about the problems that I have is that, you know, she said something like, you know, you, you put your feet under my table. Yeah, i I been to her house because she invited me. At her request, I was performing close to her uh, in Maryland and she invited me over for a fight party she was already having. So it wasn't like, you know, we were homies, you know, we were colleagues. He also talked about the fact that you 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 attack my wife. You you question my sexuality, given who you sleep next to. Now, this is D.L. going for the read. He said you talked about my dog who has a support dog and D.L. was like. Actually, my father passed away. My children purchased a dog from the region where he is from. And I named the dog after my dad. So the dog is with me all the time because my dad, it makes me feel like my dad is with me all the time. Sidebar, the fact that he had to defend the dog, whether it was a support dog or not. The fact that he had to defend something as simple as a pet for me, um, that said so many different things in terms of how attacked he felt right um and in the in the world where we're living where people are struggling with mental health where people are struggling with you know depression and covid and all of this stuff the fact that we even question someone having a pet or a support animal um is disgusting to me OK, so moving forward, uh, he continues to talk on his show about having had reservations for years and having said, had said no to her for years, uh, a no to working with her for years. Um, he finally people convinced him, hey, she's turned over a new leaf. You know, Lee Daniels apologized. You know, she's doing some good things, you know, give it a shot. And he said it was the worst mistake of his life because, you know, it's career suicide to do anything with Monique because she's not the queen of comedy. She's the queen of ashes because she tries to burn down everything. And then he goes down the list. Right. He says you had a problem with Lee Daniels and Steve Harvey and Tyler Perry and Oprah and Charlemagne, the God and Netflix. And all of this has been in the past, you know, three or four years. Right. Right. So when you got a problem with everybody, now this is DL still talking here. When you got a problem with everybody, then you're the problem, right? You're the problem. And uh, he had a really eloquent read for the most part, but he certainly broke down the issues and the challenges. Okay. So that's it for the breakdown. Now. Let me run back. I told you guys it was so much to unpack before I could even break down the brand, okay? But I'm getting to the brand breakdown. Let me just do DL's brand breakdown first. Uh, DL has been around for a long time, is a consummate professional, does work in the industry, and does understand the politics and nuances of working in the industry. Um, I saw him on an interview with Steve Harvey, and he just talked about how he is... Um. There are certain things that he just can't say, you know, even on the radio. There are certain things that he can't do, you know. Um, And he just talked about how uh, he um, how he's had to navigate the industry. Right. And of course, to have a level of success with guys, you know, we just have to talk about this. We live in a world where be you do what you want to do. Don't let nobody tell you what to do fire your boss. We definitely live in a fire your boss, do it your own way kind of society. But there are always people to answer to. There are always higher ups to answer to, right? And even if you don't believe that there's, if the only belief, the only person you believe you have to answer to is the higher power, you know, there's still somebody, we got to answer to somebody, right? There is uh, etiquette, rules, decorum, Uh, laws that we all have to follow to navigate this world. And sometimes, not sometimes, oftentimes that means exercising a degree of self-control and humility, right? That's called adulting, right? It's called adulting. So DL talks about having to do a lot of that. Um, I've certainly heard that he might be a little bit arrogant when it comes to certain things. But for the most part, most people who have had a level of success, there is an air of arrogance about it, you know, air of confidence, arrogance, however you want to label it. But for the most part, his reputation is pretty strong, pretty stellar. I think the way he handled this is the the tone of you ain't going to punk me. I'm not going to back down. Here's what it is. And I'm done with it. Uh, I'm going to give you this little read. And I'm going to move on. And I think that that was the respectable. You know what I'm saying? You ain't about to punk me because I got some twiddle fingers too. You know, type of thing. I think that that was the respectable. I'm not a punk. But I'm not going to indulge. But let me get you all the way together. And now I'm done. I think that that was a respectable approach. Now, let's move on to Monique. Okay. Now, I said this well she had the netflix fallout that her brand is scorched okay people were upset well she just got a gig in vegas well she yeah whatever she got in vegas ain't going to be what she could have had had she worked with netflix okay um and i'm just going to be really really um raw here that's what you guys want from me <laughs> you guys asked for this so here goes um she has had a reputation of being difficult from early in her career and I have met her in person uh, a couple of different times and uh, there was definitely an air of not just arrogance but look at me I I need all the attention on me I need everything to be about me Um, and so that speaks to the ego of you having to open for somebody versus you getting to close as headliner. And the fact that you had to be so public about it. Uh, the fact that you can put your ego in check to get through that process to then go and handle it on the back end professionally and legally. Um, I've seen that, right? I also want to tell you, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of gossip, okay? So her show on BET, her talk show, her variety show, talk show, nighttime, whatever you want to call it, was not canceled Due to ratings, it was canceled. Due to conflict, she did not get along with the executives. I I live in Atlanta. It was filmed at BET here in Atlanta. I'm telling you firsthand from people who worked on the show that she had conflicts with the executives at BET and Paramount wasn't about that life. I think Paramount is the parent company. If I'm wrong wrong about the parent company, you know, don't judge me too harshly because this was some years ago. But she had an issue with the executives at BET and basically they just decided not to deal with her. Now, I just feel like this is one of those situations where, you know, those football players that have to retire because can't nobody get along with them. That's what we're dealing with right now. OK, and so just my own personal knowledge and then I'm going to give you the personal observations, right? Right. If you don't know what happened with the Oscars situation, you know, when with the Oscars, you have to campaign for the Oscars. You don't get to just get an Oscar. And so with that is, you know, media tours, interviews, things like that. And um, as that got to be more cumbersome or hectic, Monique was like, listen, you're going to pay me for my time. You're going to pay me for the work. You know, I did the basic press. If you want more than that, you're going to have to give me more money. Now, that is a slap in the face for anybody for the Oscars. Because here's the thing, if you win the Oscar, baby, you can write your career, you know. If you win an Oscar, baby, your career is set. So the fact that she has won an Oscar, and she's still struggling to find work, speaks to that. So now, you done had it out with Lee Daniels, who has this Oscar nominated film, okay? Um, And people tried to talk to you. Oprah tried to talk to you. Tyler Perry tried to talk to you, right? They were like, don't, this ain't What you want to do, you know, to have this conversation. They become coons. So now you don't talk about them like a dog. Okay. You don't talk about Lee Daniels. You don't talk about Oprah like a dog. Now you don't talk about Tyler Perry because they tried to talk to you. Uh, I also think Whoopi Goldberg said that she tried to talk to you. Steve Harvey talked about trying to talk to you. Okay. So fast forward some years, Steve Harvey has her on the show. They have the discussion. And she leaves the show and dogs Steve Harvey all the way out. And Steve later said in an interview, you know, hey, it was a 52 minute interview. We only aired a few minutes to protect her. And I was trying to protect her. And I left myself open for her to say that, you know, I was aggressive and condescending and talking down to her. And he was like, basically, you know, y'all didn't hear the whole conversation. We are friends. So, this is kind of how we talk to each other. We're real straightforward and direct um so Steve got torched behind the clip of the interview that he did with Monique, and Monique did another press junket talking about how him so now she then Steve Harvey then called it then Netflix right Netflix offers her I think it was half a million dollar five hundred thousand dollars to do a Netflix special. She's offended because they offered millions to Amy Schumer and she feels like she's on that same level. And they're just like not giving her credit because she's African American. And she does a video and ask for people to basically mobilize the black, uh, uh African Americans to mobilize for the injustice. Okay. So of course she doesn't win anything with Netflix. Um, <laughs> And so when I tell you guys during this time, I was like, she's totally scorching her career. I had a lot of people in my dance where uh, you know, you know, black women, uh, you know, don't get our justice and she should have been paid and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and here's the truth. I, I, my degree is in theater. I understand the industry. I understand the Oscars. I understand how it works and I understand the politics of it. So the truth of the matter is uh, maybe Maybe people who campaign for the Oscars should be compensated more, even though that's not the current practice. But you don't dog out the Oscars and dog out the director because they wouldn't pay you. You know what I'm saying? You set up campaigns and grievances and to 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 change the rules, change the laws, change the the precedents. Okay? So so The issue is not whether she's right or wrong. The issue is her approach is toxic. And that's what I think about her brand. That's that's really the crux of the brand breakdown. She's toxic and her brand is toxic. And even she was on the upswing, right? She had this, I don't know if it was a residency in Vegas or if it was just some dates in Vegas. Um, and then at some point, you know, over the last month and a half, Lee Daniels came out on stage with her and publicly apologized for whatever was happening. Um, and so you you think, okay, she's seen some, you know, people are coming back, seeing things her way. They're making amends, you know. I didn't think Lee had nothing to apologize for, okay? However, he felt that he did. So he, he musta, mighta, probably had did supposed to apologize. Okay, but then you go back less than a month later and blow up shit with this whole d l Hughley thing, okay, and so I'm with d l if you're fighting with everybody, the problem is you um you're walking around and and he and d l said this, and I totally agree you can't ride off of the kings of comedy queens of comedy success or the precious success it's not about what you did it's about what you currently are doing what you currently can bring to the table and that's what Netflix was basically saying what we believe that you're going to attract an audience is 500,000 what she should have did was took the 500,000 and I might be wrong on the numbers it's been a while but take the 500,000 okay do the damn stand-up show because you said that they was keeping your family from eating that's what you said when you was blackballed okay keeping your family from eating okay and Keeping, <laughs> if, if your family need to eat, take the damn money. Take the money if your family need to eat, if that's it, right? And then do like Cat Williams. Get special after special after special. and go up after up after, you know, you, you keep raising the bar. Next thing you know, you got an HBO special. You know what I'm saying? Or something like that. So there was so many ways that she could have navigated this with more decorum and less, less toxicity. Okay. That's why you got a toxic brand. So every time you decide to have a fight, you make people more and more distant. But here's the thing, Monique, you ain't even have to do all of that, sis. You ain't even have to do all of that because you don't have to beg people to be on their platform anymore, right? YouTube is free. You could have done your own video podcast. You could have done like Will and Jada and produced your own movies and own content and sold it to people. Why are you trying to bully your way into other people's platform, into other people's opportunity when there's so many uh, success stories of people who created their own Issa right. started with Awkward Black Girl and moved into Insecure. They will come to you when you create amazing, great content. You didn't have to go after these people like that because you could have taken control of your own career. And that's what makes it toxic. See, that's what toxic people do, Right. They try to control you. They try to bully you. They try when they don't like how things are going. They try to make you the problem versus taking the opportunity to make the shift themselves and do something different from themselves. So so that's that's part of the biggest problem that I have. Here's the other problem. And we're coming up on 25 minutes, y'all. I'm sorry about this, but this had to be totally unpacked. The other problem that I have with the brand is that you weaponize Black femininity. And that's what D.L. said in his words, but I'm going to piggyback on that. Um, Black people, particularly Black women, have been marginalized for decades, okay, decades. And so we are very sensitive to the fact that we are so low on the totem pole of opportunities and fairness. We are very low. And so we are sensitive to... Uh, you know things that we consider to be unjust okay and the fact that every time every time she has a conflict she wants to mobilize the black female and African American masses to fight her battle she wants to do the trial of public a court of public opinion okay but before you had that situation with Netflix, we didn't even see you. You weren't on social media. You weren't out here being an activist. You weren't doing that. And, and you want to mobilize us, not for a cause. It's the Monique cause that I got the problem with that you want to mobilize for, okay? So she's not saying, let's change Hollywood, right? She said, they being unfair to me, y'all, I'm gonna get y'all riled up, okay? And I'm gonna give you an example of of a person who just saw something that was unjust and decided to change. Ava DuVernay, and we all know her. Ava uh, is an amazing director. Um, and she saw that there was a divide. Uh, there were not a lot of people of color working on these shows and films in Hollywood. They weren't being Staffed, You know what I mean? You know, the the crew, so to speak. So she started an agency for people of color and created contracts with all the major studios to diversify the people on set through using people of color staffed for, you know, the crew of these shows and meet films. Okay, that's a person. That's the difference between a person who sees something unjust and wants to make a difference for the people, okay, versus the toxicity of I want to mobilize the masses for my personal fight, okay, and so when you keep saying my sweet babies, I just want to help my sisters and I fight for us, that is such a bunch of malarkey, okay, that is total bull, I call bullshit, I call baloney, right, because if you're fighting for the masses, the fight isn't personal. The fight is collective. It's not you guys look at what they did to me, right? It's look at what has been done to us. How do we change this for you guys or for the next generation? That is not her approach. Um, and so I deem her brain, the brand breakdown for me is her brand is toxic. It is going to affect her long-term earning potential. Will she never work again? I'm sure she'll work here and there, but what I'm going to tell you, she'll never make what she could have made. Even if she does her own content now, a lot of people aren't going to want to buy it because working with her in most people's mind in the industry means we're going to have some drama after. Okay, I hear now she's doing something with 50 Cent. That ain't the mofo that you want to have a fight with. Because you talk about somebody that will come back and arson, it, arson, arson your shit. You think you got a torch. Okay, this joker got going to do a five alarm fire if anything fall out between them. Okay, so that's it for me. I'm coming up on 30 minutes. Guys, I'm so sorry. This one is so long, but hopefully it has been worth it for you. That's this episode of the Brandon Hustle podcast. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Don't worry, there are more episodes of Brandon Hustle on the way. But if you can't wait to learn more badass business strategies, head on over to jstone.com. That's J-A-I-S-T-O-N-E.com. We'll see you next time.